So today is the third day of our metta practice, and we're going to continue with practicing on oneself, going to the benefactor, and then to a loved one or a dear friend. It's helpful to go through this progression. Many of you know this, but just for the sake of uh, completion and clarity, It's helpful to go through the individuals in a way where you start with the easiest first and then you go towards the more difficult. And that's why I uh, suggest to you that if it's difficult for you to start with oneself, then you can start with a benefactor or even start with a dear friend. That's fine. Just someone who's the easiest person you can begin with. And so for the first days, we uh, do our practice on those that are easy to open our heart to. So when we get the momentum going, then we can open to the neutral person and the difficult person. So let's begin our practice now. bringing our attention to the body, relaxing the attention in the body. And specifically around the heart center, without tightening the attention, gently Place it around the heart center. Breathing in and out from there. And remembering that in our metta practice, we're not trying to make anything happen. We are simply opening our hearts and offering whatever we can to ourselves and to the various individuals that we'll practice with and towards today. So we're keeping it very simple. Let's begin today with remembering those who have loved us. You may have a sense of one person or various persons in your life who have cared for you. And you can easily open your heart to this individual or several of these persons. And if you can, imagine yourself in front of them. Maybe they're here with you at least in your knowing heart. And they're offering you their love. They're continuing as they have before, whether they're alive today or they're not, they're no longer in this world. They're continuing to 
offer their love and their caring to you. So see if you can allow yourself to receive that, opening your heart and receiving this unconditional caring, their friendship. Sometimes I notice it for myself as a light or a cool stream of water different times in different ways. Infusing the body and the heart and mind. And then in our own silent ways, just giving them our gratitude. Maybe in our heart-mind, we're giving them a little bow with our hands together. We come to that place in our bodies, in our hearts, that maybe we have acknowledged the love that has been offered to us by these beings and countless other beings in our lives. Experiencing the selflessness of that love. It's not something we own. It has this mysterious presence within us and all around us. So taking the time to begin with oneself by acknowledging our own goodness. Whatever we can in acknowledging our own worthiness even if it's just a little bit. May I open my heart to acknowledge my own goodness. Continuing when you're ready with the wholesome thoughts of generosity towards oneself. Using the phrases or the words 
or without words, just the energy of offering oneself goodwill. May I be safe and protected, peaceful and happy. May I be free from mental suffering, free from physical suffering. May I love myself no matter what's happening. Know what serves your metta practice and keep the continuity of your practice going. If you get off track, come back and begin again. If you find it helpful, remember yourself as a child and offer that being your goodwill, that part of yourself.
staying with oneself if you choose, or moving on to a benefactor, someone that you can easily appreciate and offer your love to. Have a sense of who this is. Clarify this person visually, if you're a visual sort, or just having a felt sense of this person. Doing this part alone strengthens your concentration. And then deepening that connection by remembering something about this person that you can appreciate. Something that opens your heart. and then offering your unconditional goodwill. May you be safe from inner and outer harm. Free from mental suffering. free from physical suffering. May your heart be at ease, no matter what's happening.
moving on to a dear friend when you're ready. Being clear about who you're choosing. Envision or sense that person in a place that helps your heart to relax and open. Reflect about that person, what you appreciate, what you're grateful for. be safe. Peaceful and happy. Surround and infuse that person with your loving kindness.
staying with this one or moving on, choosing another loved one or dear friend. Choosing a child, if there is one in your life, they're easy to love, mostly. <laughs> Have a sense of who it is. Remember something about them that helps you to open your heart. Let your phrases or your sparse words or without words, your energy come from your heart center.
coming to a close with this individual, but maintaining that person in your heart, mind. Beside that person, bring the other loved one or dear friend that you worked with in this sitting. See them together if you can. And then placing the benefactor nearby. And having you also be nearby. Making this offering of goodwill to all of those beings, including oneself. May we all be safe and protected. from the outer harms of the world, from the inner harms of greed, hatred, and delusion. May we all be safe. May we be peaceful and happy on our journey together through life. May our bodies be healthy and strong, able to carry us on our paths, helping others along the way. We all be at ease with the changing conditions of our lives. And now opening that field of metta to include everyone in the room. May we all be peaceful, happy. May our hearts be filled with loving kindness. Expanding that field to include everyone here on this land, all the human beings, all the creatures, all the guardian devas of the land, those unseen and known beings. May we all be together in harmony expanding out to include all of our family, 
keeping your concentration intact, remembering them even if by intention only, bringing them into this field. May all beings in this field of metta be safe and protected. May all beings everywhere in this neighborhood, in this state, on this continent, all the beings of the land and the waters, all the beings of the air, May all beings be safe and protected. May wisdom and compassion be our guides. May we share the merit now of all of this beneficial energy, all of these wholesome states of mind and heart. May we share the goodness of this with each other, our family and friends, and all beings everywhere. By the sharing of this merit, may all beings be benefited. May all beings be happy, peaceful. May all beings be liberated. any questions about your practice just now or maybe you remember your metta practice at other times of the day during walking or sitting that you need to clarify Some of you should come up here now and teach. <laughs> Barbara? Well, I found during my sitting practices when I have been especially heavy and kind of, um, you know, sinking mind, as you mentioned it, uh-huh. if I just brought in uh, a loving friend and visualize that person uh-huh. when you do a prayer practice. Uh-huh. 
Oh, that's interesting, yeah. So when you feel that heaviness and sluggishness and kind of fogginess, just to bring in a friend, like you do in metta practice, it brightens the mind a little bit. Yeah. That's good. I've, I've never heard that one before. So that, yeah, whatever works. <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. And you had the loved one, and I don't remember something that wasn't so positive. <laughs> and so what do you do with that when it's all of a sudden it's there in the middle of that? So what do you do when uh, you've got one of your children and you remember something about that person that's not so positive? I'm just repeating for the tape. <laughs> um, when you can, so the first thing you do when you can, if it can remain in the background, leave it in the background. That means you could just keep going. It's just something that comes to your mind, and it's like a wispy cloud, and it, it doesn't kind of hover there and stay there. Uh, if it remains, if it comes into the foreground, and you can change your phrase, you keep that person there, and you can, just by changing your phrase, it, it kind of changes your inner atmosphere in relationship to that person. Uh, see whether changing your phrase can help. If you need to go to another person, this is all staying with the metta practice. If you need to go to another person, go back to where you felt that the flow was easier uh, with the previous one you were on, for example, then you can do that. The, the thing is to keep with the metta, to try to keep it flowing. So even if you have to change the person, that's okay. You know, they'll, other conditions will come together with regard to that person that you weren't so positive about in that moment. Now, if it gets really difficult, like there's a lot of aversion or what attachment that's in your own heart in relationship to that person, and it's really heavy, and you know, you just know you can't go to another person, you can decide to drop the metta for a short while and do vipassana practice with that feeling of attachment or aversion within your confusion. So just to uh, uh, clarify again, stay with the metta, either with uh, keeping in the background, using another phrase, going back to another person, or oneself. Sometimes the easiest thing to do when you're feeling any attachment or aversion come up is just automatically go to oneself. And then when you can't do any of that, then shift to vipassana. Shift back when you're, when you're ready. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I still have a problem, I think, with um, tempo. Um, I sort of, I mean, you said keep it simple. So I tried to do that, but like two or three times, I was like on to the next person when we were still, <laughs> we were still on the Oh, oh, that, okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yes, please respect your own tempo as far as the usage of the phrases. And if you need to go on to another person, it's okay. Um, sometimes, say for example, I'm on a benefactor and you're, 
you're complete with that benefactor. You can choose another benefactor, someone you can easily open your heart to. It's okay. Yeah, just you'll find that your tempo changes. Uh, sometimes it's faster, sometimes it's slower, and one isn't really better than the other. Just see how it goes for you. Yeah. Uh-huh. And um, that really helps with, well, not only feeling the warmth, but opening up to the person. Yes. Or, or to myself. Good, yeah. These are all good um, suggestions and comments. So putting your hand on your heart. Yes, yeah, sometimes I do this. I just put both hands there. Yeah. And it really brings that attention and energy there. There's a, there's a lot of giving energy in our hands, too. Yeah. So even in, in that regard, sometimes people feel more energy of giving from their hands than from their heart. So I just want to mention that. The, the, the thing behind it all is the intention to give. Yeah, and, and that's, what, that's what means a lot, the intention to give. Yeah. With each phrase, remember that there is that wholesome intention, and that's what's operative in this metta practice. It's the wholesome intention behind each phrase. So as long as your phrase is wholesome and keeping it simple so that it doesn't have um, a place for attachment to result to come in, that's what's important. There are phrases that are in various parts of the ancient texts of the suttas, and I'm going to go over part of the metta sutta with you today um, that kind of point to the kinds of the kinds of phrases that we could use and so we're using more i would say westernized phrases because it's it's all translation from the pali and some you know i i do some tibetan reading sometimes and even from the tibetan they're they're very similar um, the translation of the phrase is all about wholesome offering of intention, wholesome offering of our goodwill. So I just wanted to, um, someone brought that up, and I just wanted to respond to that. Where do these, where does this practice come from? So right here on the back is the Metta Sutta, the Discourse on Loving Kindness, and these are the words of the Buddha. And so as we, part of this, you know, has the kind of wholesome intention. But let's just take the time to go over this, because there's beautiful teaching in this that all of us know, basically, as human beings. This is what should be done by one who is skilled in goodness and who knows the path of peace. So, of course, this is something we all know. It's basic. But I do think sometimes we have to come back to the basics over and over again. Let them be able and upright, straightforward and gentle in speech, humble and not conceited, contented and easily satisfied, unburdened with duties, 
and frugal in their ways. Now, this is an area we all could work on a lot, I know. (laughs) Just keeping our lives simple, peaceful and calm, wise and skillful, not proud and demanding in nature. Let them not do the slightest thing that the wise would later reprove. So all of this has to do what we just talked about and let them not do the slightest thing that the wise would later reprove has to do with keeping the precepts, not harming through our speech and through our behavior. Wishing in gladness and in safety, may all beings be at ease with whatever living beings there may be. And then it goes over all the various kinds of beings so that we're not excluding anyone, whether they're weak or strong, omitting none, the great, the mighty, medium, short, or small, the seen and the unseen, those living near and far away, those born and to be born. So just stopping here, people say, well, what about um, those beings that have passed away? Well, some of us have the understanding that, yes, they passed away, but they're in a place where maybe a rebirth is going to take place at some time, or maybe the rebirth has already taken place. You don't have to believe that, but if that's part of your belief system, then to be born could include those who have passed away in that regard. I've heard it translated that way. Um, Babies in the womb. You know, I've had a lot of mothers do loving-kindness practice while they were pregnant in retreats, and it's really lovely (laughs) when um, someone is in the room, like those born and to be born, and then everyone is sending loving kindness to that to be born. Uh, And it's so, so, um, your loving kindness feels so fragile, yet so strong at the same time. May all beings be at ease. So there's another phrase, may all beings be at ease. Let none deceive another or despise any being in any state. Let none through anger or ill will wish harm upon another. So here we're wishing goodwill. We're wishing goodwill all the time. And we're uh, habituating the mind and heart to do that. Even as a mother protects with her life, her child, her only child, so with a boundless heart should one cherish all living beings. And then here's a part where It's radiating over the entire world, spreading upwards to the skies, downwards to the depths, outwards and unbounded. So this is the uh, spaciousness, the unconditionality. This is part of the unconditionality of loving kindness, that it's not conditioned or just with one person or a group of people. It's uh, so spacious that includes all freed from hatred and ill will, whether standing or walking, seated or lying down. So this gives the instruction that when we're doing the loving-kindness practice in a formal way, and that's our practice in a retreat, we're doing it all the time, whether in, in any of the four postures, free from drowsiness, that keeping awake and alert in concentration practices in the beginning, you, you may, you know, because of the kind of uh, quietness of it, you 
can get drowsy, but then if you keep your mind busy, just remembering the person, remembering their goodness, envisioning them if you can, remembering the phrases, your mind can stay alert. One should sustain this this recollection. This is said to be the sublime abiding by not holding to fixed views, the pure-hearted one having clarity of vision. This has to do with the wisdom of doing this practice. Being freed from all sense desires is not born again into this world. Sometimes is not born again into a womb. So that's, what does that mean? That gets confusing sometimes. So it's said that when one has a heart and mind of loving kindness, where it's freed from ill will and attachment, that um, when the, if, if you can open to this, I mean, this is what's said in the texts, in the ancient um, suttas, that, and it's from the Buddha's words too, that a mind and heart freed from ill will is not born again as a, as a human being, but is born in celestial realms where there are, um, there's a lot of pleasant feeling all the time, where beings there have very, very little or uh, none at all ill will in the mind, in the heart, attachment. Very, it's very refined, those places. Beings in celestial realms, and I just want to repeat what Manindra would say, you don't have to believe this but it's true. (laughs) You don't have to believe it, though. Um, That the celestial beings aren't born in a womb. They they appear spontaneously at um, a a beautiful age, like they're 14 or 15 or 16, and they stay that age. This is what is said. (laughs) I don't know. Um, And they stay in that kind of bodily manifestation until they die. And at the time they're dying, they, you know, they're always wearing garlands and flowers and always have beautiful smells and um, beautiful uh, sights to see because their, their karma is so wholesome. Pleasant experiences at the eye door, at the ear door, at the nose door, feeling sensations in the body, always pleasant experience. But when they're dying, their flowers start to shrivel up, and then uh, everybody goes away from them, they say. And then, then they become very old and die just very quickly. And these beings in these celestial realms live uh, not like a hundred years, or but they live world cycles long, like uh, many cycles of this world. Um, that's how long they live. And so that's that celestial realm. So if you uh, die with a heart of loving kindness, it's said that you're not born in a womb again. You just spontaneously appear in the deva realms, in the celestial realms. So Manindra would tell me, I would, this, these are just 
talks we have with our teachers. We talk about this all the time, <laughs> or some of the times. It's kind of fun to talk about it. And I say, Manindraji, where, where are you going to be reborn? This was right b- before he died. When he died, when he was dying, he changed his mind. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, but um, he would say that he wants to be born into Sita heaven. And, or um, this in Tusita heaven is apparently where the next Buddha, uh, the Maitreya Buddha, is uh, right now. And so uh, to be able to be with that Buddha, you know, with that Bodhisattva, not yet a Buddha, or the Tabatimsa realm, where there's um, the other qualities there, I can't remember. And I said, uh, <coughs> well, what if I'm there? How will I know? you because you'll be a whole different how will I know you and we used to do this to each other all the time (laughs) and he said I'll do this and then you'll know it's me (laughs) if I'm born there probably not (laughs) but when he died shortly months before he died I visited him in Calcutta and I said Manindraji do you still want to be in the celestial realms he said no further than that. That's not really the highest realm. So anyway, that's another story. Or not born again at all, off the wheel. And I think that's what he was referring to. Off the wheel of life and death. Okay, so you don't have to believe any of that. You can just let all those words go. <laughs> um, and it doesn't matter if we know that if that's true or not in our life. All that matters is we purify our hearts. We develop non-greed, non-hatred, non-delusion. We develop generosity. We develop loving-kindness and wisdom. And that's what the Buddha said over and over again. So this is the life that really matters. Some of the uh, phrases come from different parts of the suttas too. And it was in the path of purification, the Visuddhimagga, that this uh, particular, which was a commentary on the Buddha's teachings 500 years after the death of the Buddha, that uh, the these practices were laid out, this practice was laid out the way it is now. Uh, but some of the phrases and um, that we use, and especially sometimes I use the phrases in, in, um, in Pali. So they're here, you say them every night. It would be interesting to, to say them in that way. Um, May I, aham awero homi, or may you, awera hontu, abhyapaja hontu, aniga hontu, sukiyatanang pariharantu, be free from enmity. That means be safe and protected. Inner enemies, outer enemies. Be free from mental suffering. Be peaceful and happy. Be free from physical suffering. Be healthy and strong. Take care of themselves happily. Sukiyatanang pariharantu. That's the last one. 
And further on, it says, you can see here, um, Dukkha muchantu, may they be free from suffering. Yatalada sampatito, enjoy safety and abundance. Um, this has to do with mudita, that phrase, right? Enjoy safety and abundance. So you can see um, mudita, now equanimity is part of these phrases too. So here we have all of the Brahma Viharas. Mawiga chantu kamasaka have kama as their true property. That, that's an equanimity phrase. So one time I just thought it was interesting for me to just do the phrases, pick some of the phrases here and do them in Pali. When you don't even know, your intellectual mind doesn't really even grasp what it's saying, but you know that you're offering goodwill. And it, it has a different effect on the mind. Oh, right, yes, and yeah. You can also watch them on YouTube. And you can, or buy them, and they, you can download the. Yeah. And she's got all kinds of things the Heart Sutra, the Mantra. But this is my favorite. Yeah, the Metta Sutta. Pali, not for me, but Pali and English. It's a Malaysian, it's from Malaysia, yeah. and so it's a CD on Metta. So it's beautiful. Uh huh. Um, if you would, could you? Okay. Yeah. And it's easy to do a, a Google search on her, but she has uh, a number of great YouTube uh, things that you can download. Mm-hmm. Good. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.